This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? How's everyone doing today? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. Hope everyone's having a good work week. Getting everything going on a Tuesday. It is December 1st. So uh, happy December to everyone. Hope you're staying warm out there. If you're if you're in a part of the country like I am where it's cold, a little chilly, hope you stay bundled. Uh, I don't know if you guys are one of those people, but I always put uh, <laughs> I always put my dog in a coat during these times. Like there's some people who it's funny. There's two trains of thought with the dog in the coat thing because there's some people who go, eh, "It's a dog. What do you? What does it matter? It's a dog. They're fine." And then I'm in a train of thought like, yeah, it's a dog, but how do you know they're not cold? Like, just because they can't tell you. Like, dogs are really good at hiding pain and hiding, you know, if they're feeling uncomfortable. So it's like, yeah, he's going to tell you if he wants a coat. I'm not so sure that's the case. So I just I just try and play it safe with my dog, Layla. And, uh, yeah, she's always bundled up when we go outside. But nevertheless, whether you guys are in warm weather, cold weather, hope you're staying comfortable and uh, all that good stuff and safe after the holidays. Holidays. I know a lot of Thanksgiving plans were had to put uh, had to be put to the side and certain things like that. So uh, anyway, we're back at it. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a good week. And on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, market size. What defines and what uh, distinguishes a market size in sports betting? And for those who've been listening for a long time, you guys understand that I really typically stay away from NFL. Uh, heavy bets on college football, you know, those markets are just too big. You know, the liquidity in those markets is huge. And in turn, it makes those markets efficient. So on today's show, we'll talk about what determines market size, what makes a market efficient, inefficient, big, small, and where should you guys be targeting and directing your bets? All that on today's show. So first off, the difference between a big market and a small a small market, okay? We'll use the NFL and the NHL as our examples today because the NFL, the National Football League, is the biggest betting market in the world. Anywhere you look where sports betting is legal, there's not more money put in on a weekly basis, a game-by-game basis, than the NFL. There are billions, with a B, billions of dollars spent every year on the NFL. This is sides, totals, player props, contests, things like that. The NFL is, without a doubt, the single most popular sport to bet in the world. Now, obviously, if you look at things like the Premier League or cricket or certain things like that, if you look at pockets of the world, right? I'm sure there's pockets of England or Indonesia or Germany or wherever else you can bet where it's heavier on soccer or, again, cricket, things like that. But if you look at total amount of dollars bet, the NFL is still the largest sport and the most heavily bet sport in the entire world. So you have billions and billions and billions of dollars coming in every every year in the NFL, sometimes on a weekly basis, hundreds of millions of dollars compared to the NHL, where some weeks you're only getting several thousand dollars bet. I mean, the difference in money bet between the NFL and NHL is astounding. We're talking thousands of times more money bet on the NFL. Again, if the smallest weekend of the NFL season has maybe, and this is off the top of my head, but I don't know, $50 million bet 
in every legal market across the world, and it's probably way more than that now, but let's be conservative, $50 million on the lowest NFL weekend, the highest NHL weekend, maybe five to $10 million. So you guys see right there, and those are just examples off the top of my head, but you can see the huge, vast discrepancy in the amount of money and amount of bets being made in each market. And that effectively is what determines market size, how much money is going in to each sport. But it's not just the money going into each sport. It's how the sports books react to this money, right? You can have a huge market in the NFL, but if the sports books aren't taking it seriously, they're going to lose a lot of money in the NFL. So really, it's not just the amount of money being bet, right? That itself doesn't determine market size. But what that does is that determines how much effort the sports books are putting into any in particular sport or any individual sport. And that in turn affects market size, right? Again, there could be billions and billions of dollars bet on the NFL, but if sports books don't react and hire people to make sure those lines are sharp and to combat all the money coming in, they're going to lose money. So when you see all this money being spent on the NFL, what sports books do, as I said, they hire better handicappers. They're going to hire people to make sure those lines are as sharp as they can be. And when you hear people say, well, the NFL, it's tough to beat the NFL. Those lines are way too sharp. It's tough to win long term. Whoever's saying that is right. But the reason is because the sportsbook have invested more time and money themselves, knowing that's their best chance to make money because that's where the most money is coming in. So when you see these player props or sides or totals, things like that in the NFL, you know that by if the lines come out Sunday night, Monday morning, by Monday night, Tuesday morning, those lines are sharp. Those lines have sharpened out based on the, again, the amount of effort being put into the NFL and then some early lines moving based on action, things like that. But the reason why, you know, Korean table tennis is a soft market and is easier to win in than the NFL has nothing to do with the ability for people to effectively bet the NFL compared to table tennis. It's that more people who know what they're doing within sports books are working harder and more hours at making sure the NFL lines are sharper than the table tennis lines. Why? Because if a book has a bad day in the NFL, it could mean millions and millions of dollars down the drain. If a sports book has a bad day in table tennis, it could mean hundreds of uh, hundreds of dollars down the drain. You see the difference? These sports books don't really care if they don't make a ton of money. What they want to do is avoid losing massive amounts of money. And the best way to do that is to make sure that wherever the money's coming in, you have your best and sharpest lines. That way it's tougher and tougher to beat you on those lines, on those games, therefore make money. So when I spend most of my time betting and handicapping hockey or soccer or college basketball, that's because I believe those markets are inherently much, much smaller than the NFL or college football or college basketball, or excuse me, uh, NFL or college football or the NBA is what I meant to say. Those are the three biggest markets in the, in the, in the, in the world right? If not America, the NFL, the NBA, and college football. 
You know, it's actually funny. I probably know more about the NFL and college football and frankly, the NBA than I have learned about soccer these last couple of years betting professionally. But I still reside mainly in the soccer markets. Why? Simply because they're, they're smaller, they're softer, they're easier to win in. You know, an NFL line, if it comes out on Monday as minus five and it moves eventually to minus seven, like without any major information or news or COVID stuff, that's probably the most a line's ever going to move. You know, it's a couple points, five to seven, five to seven and a half, something like that. You're, you don't ever get huge market moving things in the NFL because the, the market's too efficient. The market's so efficient. You know, these lines that come out are pretty close to being accurate. Well, if you look at Let's say the NHL or the Premier League or even deeper, the second tier of English soccer, those lines move mightily. I mean, those lines will open up as a team, a minus 150 favorite. And then, you know, that's maybe a week before game day. And then fast forward a week on game day, the, the team who opened up a minus 150 favorite could now be plus 150. I mean, that's how inefficient markets are when there's not a whole lot of liquidity or money coming into those markets. It is astounding. I sit and I watch the numbers pretty much all day long. And it is crazy how much lines move in softer markets. And it's simply because the sports books don't care. Like we need to remember certain things. When you're trying to beat the sports book, it's so important to remember how they work, how they operate, how they spend their money and spend their time. And sports books have, they've got to come out with a line for every single game. Remember that we as sports bettors, one of the few advantages we have over the sports books is we don't have to bet every single game. They have to come up with a number for every game. And so inherently based on how many people they have working for them, what they find important, what that ends up meaning is that they can't go and do a deep dive on every single game, every single sport. They just don't have enough manpower. There's too many games, too many hours. I mean, that's why, again, the NFL, it's fairly simple for them to do their work because if all the teams are playing, all 32 teams, that only means 16 games on a, any given Sunday. And of course, with Monday night football and Thursday night football, you're never going to get 16 games on one day, except for maybe you know week 16 or week 17 or you know whenever they do that. But my point is, it's so much easier for these sports books who already know how liquid and important the NFL is to spend time deeply handicapping every game. You compare that to college basketball, where they some weekends will have 100 to 150 different games, not teams, games. We're talking around 300 teams playing on any given Saturday. You think when that happens, these sports books have time to go through and go over injuries and, well, travel and, oh, this, this player had a stomach ache last week. They don't have the time to do that. They don't have anywhere near the time to do that effectively. So that's where we find our edge. When sports books put less effort into games and lines, that's where we want to put more effort into games and lines. Where sports books find you know, ways to ignore lines or take shortcuts doing simple math, that's where we want to find time doing long work on this math and try and figure out where they may be off 1% or 2 or 3%. Because when you're in sports betting, the margin of error is so thin. We're not looking for 10% edges here. We're looking for 1% to 2 maybe 3% more of an edge on any of these given games. But it's so important to remember that I think the most important thing, right? If anyone out there is saying, Tyler, I want to start betting sports tomorrow. What's the most important thing I should know? I would say 
It's not how to do a regression analysis. It's not how to use Excel. It's not which referees have been doing better lately. And it's not to track which teams are the hottest. It's to look at market size. Where can you guys go into sports betting, go into a market, find an avenue that's not really touched? Because that's where you're going to succeed. You, No one, I would be really willing to bet that no one who's a professional NFL sports better began in the NFL. It's just too hard. It's just too difficult. And if someone tells you they did, there may be lying to your face. <laughs> because one thing that I've found is that in this industry, there are so many people just fucking lying about their records and how well they're doing and all this stuff. I mean, do you know how many people have reached out to me wanting to work with me? And a couple of them I've said yes to. And I start to see how these people do work. And I'm like, they don't know what the hell they're talking about, right? I think it's so common out there that people who enjoy sports or enjoy sports betting think that they're professional sports bettors because they have some exposable income, some disposable income, and well, they like to bet sports. Like there's a huge difference between betting sports profitably and enjoying to bet sports. If you spend any time on Twitter, you may not think that's the case, but that is the case. And if you're going to take this seriously, if you're going to take this and approach it like you really want to make money over the long run, again, I think the single most important aspect is finding a market that is soft enough for you, for you to do damage in. And it doesn't necessarily just come down to the amount of money being bet. It comes down to how do the sports books react to the amount of money being bet on these, in, in these individual sports? Because if it's the NFL or the NBA... And sportsbooks know how much money and liquidity and action and attention will be put on those sports. They, in turn, will make sure those are the sharpest lines that you can find. They're, they're, they're the toughest lines to beat. And long term, it is very hard to win in the NFL because of the market size. And on the other side, if you want to start betting the second tier of English soccer, which is called the EFL Championship... You guys want to start betting that? I promise you, you may need to learn a little bit about soccer, just like I did, but you'll start making more money immediately. And again, this is all exactly what I did. I'm practicing, or I'm preaching what I practiced. You know, I, I lived this. I experienced all this. And I taught myself about soccer, right? I taught myself the game of soccer, how it works, how to handicap it, and all that stuff, simply because of the market size. I taught myself more about hockey and how to look at hockey and what's really important and what's not important and all that stuff. If it were as easy as just betting the sports I knew the most, I would stick with the NFL and go with that. But it's not. It's about market size because although sports betting is a multiplayer game, and we'll spend another show you know, down the road talking about this because if I have a team, if, if a line opens up minus five and then I bet that team minus five and it now moves to minus six and you bet the team minus six, you're now betting effectively against the sports book and against me because I bet and move that line from five to six. So you're betting now against several people, right? So in theory, sports betting is a multi-person game. And again, this is a long topic. We can get off on that on a different day. But when it comes down to it, sports betting is you against someone else in terms of the fundamentals of making a bet. You know, if you take a team that's minus five at minus 110, that means the guy on the other side of the counter, the sportsbook manager, is taking a bet plus five, plus 110. Everything is reciprocal. This is a zero-sum game. Either you win money or the sportsbooks win money. There is no in-between. So when it comes down to it, 
they know either you're winning or they're winning. They're going to put their money and their manpower and their effort behind where they're getting the most amount of money. So if it's you against someone else and that line opens up 150, minus 150, and then by game day, it's plus 150 on the same team. And you see this happen over and over and over. You're, you, 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 you've seen it. You've seen it done. You're like, okay, this market is inefficient. There's not enough liquidity in this market. I want to bet there. And to wrap this all up, the reason why this all matters is because I think it's easier to win when you don't bet a huge market. And that's easier said than done because a lot of you guys bet for fun. You bet to watch the games. You bet to have some action on the games. And that's fine. But if you're looking to make money and you're looking to profit from this long term, I say the single most important thing is market size. All right, guys, that does it on today's show. Whatever you have tonight, uh, what do we got going tonight? We got uh, some MLS playoffs. No Steelers-Ravens. That was moved to tomorrow. So whatever you guys have, we'll hope you cash it and good luck. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.